the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dearly beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. Friendship, the cherished values in life, is a need, is a reality. When your friend is sick, when your friend is under oppression, you do not know how much you mean to your friend when you stand by him. There is a saying in Lebanon, we say, a sadiq and a deek. Your friend shows it truly during the times of difficulty. These are the people you want to keep around. You want to keep around you the people who at times of difficulties, at times of rejection, at times of vulnerability, of time of unfortunate circumstances of your life. These people knock at your door and they come and they sit, they console your heart. One of the most amazing things I see in the United States, for instance, when we go um, into a sad occasion when somebody is dead, you see how the true friends show up after years and years. They come, they bring food to the house, they care for the family. One of the most amazing friendship you see around if um, a person or a friend of yours goes under debt or under difficulty of some sort, you see two friends have started trying to reach out to bring some food, to bring some money, to bring some uh, um, medication, uh, housing. You know, friends take care of friends. And of course, in the Christian meaning, there is a bigger care, there is a bigger meaning for the special friendship. God's miracle of multiplication of goods on earth is a big sign of a friendship from God, right? God not only created us, God not only made the world be, and the world engenders and somehow produces food and medication, and uh, it produces everything that is pleasing to the human life so that the human life could continue to go on and on and on. God's miracle of multiplication of goods on earth is actually founded on the redemptive love of God. Redemptive love, it's a kind of love that Jesus Christ loved us with when he offered himself for our sake. You know, there is no greater love than this, Jesus said in the Gospel of John, I believe. And that is when somebody lays down his life for the sake of his friends. This is great love. And that word of love in Greek means agape. Agape, which is the highest level of love, when somebody literally means dies, offers his life for the sake of others. So this 
redemptive love of God that is in Christ Jesus is actually the foundation of God's divine providence because God put everything under the feet of Jesus Christ. And uh, he does all things for the sake of those who he loves. And God loves his people by dying for them, by offering himself for their sake. So this redemptive love that we experience in Jesus Christ and the meaning of friendship are interrupted by, of course, the jealousy of the devil, the envy of the je- of the devil, and by the treason of friends. Right, Father Charbel? Yes. I have Father Charbel with me in our uh, studio, and I wanted him to comment a little bit, and of course I will translate for you as he speaks in uh, Lebanese, um, about God's love and the redemption that we received in Jesus Christ who died for us. Yet the human interruption, when a human betrays God and a human betrays each other, and also why does the devil hates us so much and wants us to turn against God? So he wants us to betray God and somehow. Father Sharpet. Hello, Father. The problem of uh, Satan is actually selfishness and he wants to be by himself alone and he wants to separate himself from all forms of communion and this is a big problem that uh, is the reason of his eternal damnation at the same time because uh, the idea of God uh, the reality of God being a holy trinity is actually founded on the trinity on communion is founded on love and on friendship on the friendship and on a love uh, of oneself offering himself and be open totally to the other the project of God is that he restores the relationship between him and the human being and all of humanity. And this is a sign of the cross. The cross is a sign of the friendship between God and man and between man and man. God willed through the incarnation to be close to us, to be friend to our humanity. And the titles that are given to people are close to God, are the friends of God, the companion of God. This is why the project of God is to return humanity into a restored relationship with God. God wants to restore us to himself and restore us to one another and restore creation all to him. And through this redemptive love, God wants to be close to humanity again. And especially in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 25, um, Christ establishes foundations for this relationship that he likes us to be in through the internal, the, the, the last judgment that God will pronounce. God is going to judge the people based on our relationship with one another. I was hungry, you fed me, or you did not feed me. I was thirsty, you gave me to drink, or you did not give me to drink. I was sick, you offered me a visit, or you did not offer me a visit. And therefore, this is how that relationship that we start with one another is going to lead us all the way on earth to promote, promote and protect life and to enable us to enter into eternal life. And this is how God will judge the living and the dead by judging the people based on their friendship relationship with one another. God wanted us to be partners, participants in his divine life. And he wants us to, God wanted to shine, to reflect his eternal love onto all of humanity by us being now.
and kind and good towards one another because this is how God revealed himself through a relationship, through friendship that he wanted to build with him and us and the friendship that is between a human being and a human beings. So in every friendship, the friendship and the image and the person of Jesus Christ must be present in the middle because the friendship through Jesus Christ with one another will build us up in fullness of the stature of God to be with Jesus Christ. It's totally the opposite of what the devil has done in the beginning of creation. He separated himself from God, separated heaven, separated himself from love of God. He did not want no relationship, no spiritual relationship. And he's trying to continue this demolishing, uh, separating the humanity from God and the church from God. This is why the answer to these evil acts of the devil is to act with one another towards God and towards one another by practicing mercy, the divine mercy. This is how we restore ourselves to God and defeat the evil plan. Father Sherbel, thank you for um, such a beautiful um, response. You know, so th there is an aspect between the, the relationship between us and God guided by love, of course. And we see it in a redemptive love of Jesus Christ. Yeah. It has an economic consequence. So when we are the children of God, when we are in his eternal kingdom, you said God provides. God tells us, you love me, feed the poor. You love yes. me, tend to the sick. You love me, give drink to the thirsty. Yeah. You love me, give clothing to the naked. So there's an, some type of an economic um, consequence, a good thing, a yes, good thing yes. um, as a consequence of love. But in the world today, we see that uh, people actually punish people. They deny them, let's say, inheritance. You know, we have these problems yeah. in Lebanon, in the United States. When people want to hurt the people, they deny them medication sometimes. We hear about uh, sanctions in the world. You know, if a nation wants to punish another nation, they sanction them in a currency. They manipulate the resources. They manipulate the medication. How does this politic of manipulating the resources of the world, how does it affect the Christian behavior? What can we do? What can we do as a Christians to basically help our friends, our brothers and sisters who are Christians, Living in lands of the enemies. What can we do? Father, we know that the other is our way to heaven. And through our service to the other, we actually can understand God more. So no matter what the work we do, as long as it is divine mercy work, social service, help we offer towards another, is actually the openness of love towards the other. And if we can say, we will become the hands of God in this world. It's a way to evangelize about the truth of the love, the providing love of God towards the rest. The problem is the selfishness, uh, the egoism, which is uh, a closeness to oneself. This is actually the closest to the experience of death. So the Lord wants, uh, through the manifestation, Manifestation of the many ways of serving love, redeeming love, that he will declare his kingdom reigning on earth. Uh, this is actually what comes right before. It's an anticipation to the declaration of the fullness of the victory of God against all evil. It is true that the Lord says that the kingdom of heaven is not only made of food and of drink, but it is made of the life of a peace with one another. 
we can't live in peace with one another who is hungry, who is thirsty. You have to feed them first. You have to care for their physical needs so you can open or start a relationship with them. You can't tell somebody who is naked or who is cold, uh, you know, I love you. You have to give them a blanket as a sign of that love that warms that person. The love is not only an outside sign that we send towards one another by words and through words. It's an active action. It's an act that we do something to serve the needs of others when they expect it or not. This is the first step in order to open a relationship of a friendship that is a Christian by nature, that is confirming the human being in the relationship with God. When we tend to the people who are in need, who are weary, who are vulnerable, that they see through our hand the hand of Christ, and they through us relate to Jesus Christ. And God will allow us in such a way that by serving the needs of others, that these others not only know that they need food, but they realize they also needed Jesus Christ and they grow more in hope and in the aspiration of one to connect to Jesus Christ. The Christian community, there was no one in need as the Acts of the Apostles tells us in the Christian community. Why? Not because they had millions of dollars, but because they used to participate and to share in everything that they owned. Everything that they own. They put it in a common use for others. And the more they participated and shared with one another, the more richness they have acquired. And the community grew more and more. In short, I can't tell that I, I can't tell to anyone that I love God and I serve God unless I actually serve the children of God and the brothers and sisters who are present with me. A, a wonderful answer. I want to pick up on that last line. I think you said something um, concrete about uh, uh, the, the acts of the apostles. So love is connected to serving. Yes. All right. I want to go to the foundation of divine providence. Yeah. So we love one another. God loves us. God redeemed us through Jesus Christ. And uh, God gives us a precept of uh, love and action, acts of mercy, acts of uh, social services, um, you know, the physical needs of the people, helping the people even, even with the greater needs is all great. But there is a plan behind all of this. We yeah. don't do this as a cycle just because this is how we are ought to be. You said in the beginning, you know, uh, Satan, even in heaven, he separated himself from the love of God. So there must be a big heaven. There must be something unique about heaven. And God wants us to go back. And through the experience of the Christian love, Christian friendship, Christian solidarity, becoming companions of God, you said, actually, when we give food to those people, they don't realize that they only need food. They actually realize that they needed Jesus. That's what you said, and I was translating. And that's foundational for the poor people to realize that through the food we're giving them, they're going to see Jesus. But more than this, their need is going to be more for Jesus, more so than it is for the actual food. It's funny that Jesus called himself, I am the bread of life. Yes. So there is a reason for that. But for divine providence purpose, where does this take us? When the poor people and the needy, the oppressed, the weary, the rejected, the persecuted, all these people, they realize they needed Jesus. So at the end, we stand and we tell Jesus, okay, I want to follow you. I want to walk with you. But then bad things happen in our life. Satan comes and treason comes as a human factor. And we end up feeling that somebody is taking my right to be loved by God. 
and my right to love God, they're taking it away and they make us hate God. Why? Father, in this context um, in which you are speaking now, I actually like to remind us of the gospel of the Good Samaritan when uh, Jesus asked the people, who is my friend, who is my neighbor? And the answer is, uh, my neighbor is the one with whom I did mercy with. This is my true friend. We notice in our world today, there is a big war in two cultures, two civilizations, a civilization, a culture of death and a culture of life. Uh, the culture of life is guided and sponsored on the, uh, definitely led by God. And uh, the culture of death is led by Satan uh, through his evil partners and the people who work for him. And this uh, war is actually based uh, on the value, how, how valuable is a human being is in the eyes of God. This is why. And so, so you're saying we have to realize that we are valuable in the eyes of God. Yes. We are very valuable. Yeah. That's, again, this is where the divine providence enters. So we are wrestling with our weaknesses. We are wrestling with the enemies of God. We are wrestling with our need for food. Yeah. And then Jesus comes and he is my redeemer. And now I know there is a value for me and I'm going to paradise. I'm going to go into this eternal life. How do you define divine providence? What is the best definition in this context of our fight for our eternal life, our fight to be pardoned by God who paid the price and died for us, granted us absolution, forgiveness of sins, and now is given us food through the Christian acts of charity, like the mission of hope and mercy. Yes. This is what we're talking about at the end on, you know, uh, Good Sunday morning with Father Andrew. We want to promote the good behavior of the people, yes. to stand in solidarity with one another, to help and assist. But there is a spiritual uh, gain, not only value. There is a gain. What do we gain through the divine providence? In short and sweet, I want to say, we believe that our Lord is a father. He provides for his children. He cares for his children. He takes care of his children. But also he takes care of his children through the love of the brothers towards one another. Our mission of hope and mercy, our apostolate, has a long goal because it wants to be the hands of God and a sign of his divine mercy on earth amongst the people are persecuted because the persecuted people ask where is God where is our Lord and then the answer will be that our Lord God is present amongst you through the concrete acts of mercy that we do with those people God's divine providence is not a word God's divine providence is concretely translated through God's personal care when a brother cares for a brother, a mother for the children, a sister to the sister, when a human cares for a human, this is the love that God put on our hearts uh, through our capabilities to open to the needs of others and respond to their needs. So the care of God, his providence, is manifested through the concrete love of the brothers and sisters to each other. And this is why the divine providence is not a parachuted concept. The divine providence is incarnated in acts of mercy, in acts of love, charity. Um, God and his Holy Spirit gives the divine wisdom and prudence towards one another so we know what is the best way through which we serve each other and we lead each other 
to maintain vision of God and to share the heart of God, that God will become in the heart of life and the heart of the persecuted. God's heart becomes incarnated through our acts of charity and love towards one another, the same way Jesus Christ, the incarnate word of God came. And in, in such a way, the difficulties are necessary and important because it actually shows that the source and the fountain of every good deed we do with one another is never us, is actually God. And therefore, God is glorified. This is um, amazing, Father Sherbel. Um, my last, uh, my, my last uh, part of, um, of our show is, uh, I'm going to just ask you one last small, small, small question. Um, provided that Jesus Christ is our Lord, and of course we believe he is our Lord and Savior, what is the recommendation you give to human beings who experience treason when a human being uh, betray their brothers and sisters? They turn away from God. They turn away from the faith. I'm talking about the deliberate act of treason. I'm not talking about treason under specific, I do not know if treason could be justified. I hope it's never justified. But you know, sometimes people turn away from God because of uh, confusion, unfortunately. But some people with active will, they turn away from God. We want those people to be back. We do not want people to turn their back to God. We do not want people to uh, say no to God and to deny themselves becoming, being his image and likeness. What can we tell to these people so they don't deny God, don't betray God, but come back always to God? What word of encouragement you can give them? First of all, you know, through a good deed and uh, act of mercy, the heart of a human being actually relaxes and finds itself in peace. And a heart that finds itself in peace returns to love. You know, in my personal experience, I never left the peace away from God. Near God, I always found my value, found my dignity, found my peace, found the fullness of love. Um, in short and sweet, I ask, Lord, uh, reveal yourself to us. We are children who are in need for you. We probably have experiences uh, through, because of reasons um, that happen in our lives with peoples, with one another, and with ourselves. Uh, we want to see you as uh, the gospel of Luke chapter 15. You are the father who is standing and awaiting for us like you awaited for the prodigal son. And as much as we speak about the love we experience, this love remains only an idea. But we have to experience that love of God when we see the type of suffering people experience when they are away from God. We should give them courage to tell them, be courageous, have courage. He's calling you. He's calling you through the love of your brothers and sisters. He's calling you through the care he's trying to show you by waiting for you and by being present through the life of others who are encouraging you to give you courage, to tell you, come, be not afraid. He's waiting for you. We, we should not be afraid and not run away from love. If we run away from love and if we are afraid, that will be a human being who's unfortunately sick. Every sickness is healed by God. There is nothing that God cannot heal. I beg you, God who loves so much and is opening his arm, do not leave him alone. Do not leave him lonely. Our God in such a way compassionates with sympathy, with pain, with us. Do not waste this opportunity. Today, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. 
but come and run towards him. I wish you know how much God loves you. You will never think twice about coming and returning to him. Our God is a true friend, a good friend. He doesn't betray. He does the impossible for us. In fact, he did. He loves us more than we love ourselves. Thank you so much. Thank you, O Lord of love. Thank you, Abu Nasharbil. I really appreciate you coming uh, to the show. And um, may God bless you, my friends. I want us to pray together at the end of our show um, to encourage one another, uh, being a part of God's divine care for his people on earth by supporting the work of the mission of hope and mercy. Avoid the treason. Pray for us. Pray for me. God listens to the cries of the poor. God responds to the cries of the needy, the oppressed, the weary, the rejected. It's such a privilege to serve the Lord Jesus Christ through the mission of hope and mercy, yet at the same time, it's a big cross. In the midst of this big cross, and as to maintain this privilege, we do need our true friends to rise up and to be with us, to support our work, to assist us in responding to the needs of the people who need medication, the people who need food, the people who need to protect their freedom. So their voice will be heard. Their, um, I would say their mind will be heard. And their decisions that they made, their choices also of following the Lord will be respected. This is how God is glorified. So that when we are weak and we show solidarity towards one another, in such a way, God becomes a perfect, a strong, a powerful. Even though we are perplexed in so many ways, God can crush all the evil that is surrounding us. And he will heal us from the spirits of animosity and the treason that we experience. He will heal us and he will deliver us from the powers of evil that wrestle with us. In such a way, in our weakness, we boast because the full power of God will manifest, as St. Paul says. You know, in Psalm 55, I want us to pray against a friend that proved the traitor. God, listen to my prayer. Do not hide from my pleading. Attend to me and reply with my cares. I cannot rest. Of course, Lord, we ask you to save us from the violence, especially from those who showed full of wickedness and evil will towards us. Please, Lord, we helped them. We supported those people. We considered them friends. We walked together in harmony to your holy house, yet somehow they decided to betray us, to turn against us. They have broken your word. They have come up with the speeches that are softer than butter, but war is in their heart. Lord God, we entrust our care to you. You will support us and you will never allow the just man to stumble. I praise you, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with your Father and your Holy Spirit. You are one God, worshipped and adored and loved by us, your children, your friends, your little brothers and sisters, now and forever. With Mary and with all the saints, you are our God. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.